ride. Uh, welcome everyone that is out there and listening online to the very first episode of uh, Friends of Benefits podcast presents the Billy G Experience. Uh, I'm your host, Billy G. Williams, host and creator of Friends of Benefits podcast. And now I'm doing a little spinoff of my podcast referred to as the Billy G Experience. All right. Uh, if you've been following me since the beginning, it's been almost a year that I've been doing uh, the podcast thing. If you've been following me since the first episode of our Friends with Benefits podcast, um, I started out solo when I first started, and then I grew the podcast to having a panel and having co-hosts, and I wanted to get back to those roots and just doing my solo thing. So that's what we have here with the Billy G experience. But what's going to be different from the Billy G experience uh, versus that of the uh, Friends with Benefits podcast is that this is not just a relationship topic based podcast this is a podcast that talks about everyday trending topics that speaks particularly to the male to the men uh across the world across the country throughout this uh universe that we live in and that's the focus is going to be for this podcast um i'm not going to exclude the ladies i will have the ladies um included which is what I want to do with this first episode. So this first episode is our Mother's Day edition. And I want to give a big Mother's Day shout out to all the ladies across the world. Uh, first shout out I want to give is to my mother up in heaven, uh, Mary Louise Bland. May she rest in peace. Uh, big Mother's Day shout out to her. Shout out to my sis, my, my older sis. Uh, shout out to my two nieces who are new mothers. Shout out to them as well. Um, shout out to all the ladies in my family that's mothers, man. That's for putting in work, uh, doing the homework, doing hair, making the meals, doing the laundry, holding down the crib, holding down the home. Uh, big shout out to all the mothers uh, across the world. All right. Uh, what are we going to start with first, everybody? Uh, let's talk about versus, man. Uh, the versus battle that took place last night between uh, R&B, legendary R&B groups. Uh, SWV and Escape. Uh, shout out to the Versus family. Shout out to Swiss Beats and Timberland, the creators of that platform. And shout out to their new partners, Trilla, who they've uh, collaborated with to grow that platform. And they did a wonderful job uh, with the Versus last night, with the ladies, SWV and uh, Escape. It was awesome. Um, I watched it live uh, last night when it was happening and also watched it again this morning on YouTube. But I had so much fun and I enjoyed it so much. I decided to watch it again just to get a better idea of uh what we witnessed man it was definitely a history that we witnessed legendary stuff great music uh 90s music 90s r&b which i feel is the best era of music in particular r&b music it was just awesome uh, overall i felt like they just did a great job putting together a really good show and uh, the ladies they all looked amazing uh, you know just thinking back like this is back from the 90s man we're in 2021 and all the ladies were great, still performing, doing big things. They went on to accomplish a lot of great things. And it was so good just to see all that girl power in one room and done the right way and putting on a great show for the for the people that's out there um, at home, nothing to do during the quarantine and the pandemic and all that stuff. So it was great to uh, watch that. It was definitely great to uh, observe that I had a great time um looks how everybody looked uh my mvp for the for the night i had two mvps for the night uh spinderella 
Shout out to DJ Spinderella of, um, she's more known being a part of Salt and Pepper, the group Salt and Pepper, uh, but she's also been uh, a DJ for SWV for many years. And shout out to her, cause she looked amazing. She came from behind that DJ booth with them legs, man. She was looking like a whole snack. I'm not even gonna lie, I was like, whoa. She looks amazing for a 50 year old woman. It was great to see that. Also, uh, Taj, one of the members of SWV, like she ain't look like she aged at all from since back in the night. She looked amazing. But all of the ladies looked amazing. So a big shout out to ladies of both groups. And also, um, I posted this on my social media today about how uh, the lead singer for SWV, Coco, and um, Escapes, uh, I'm assuming she's the lead singer because she does lead on a lot of the songs. Uh, Latasha Scott, man, them ladies was burning the house down with those vocals, man. And I put on my social media today, man, put some respect on those ladies' names in terms of vocalists, man. I mean, they sung some classic songs and still had those pipes. Looked amazing while doing it. And it was great to see. Like, it was definitely very entertaining one of my favorite versus battles. And when the whole thing started, you know, they kind of talked about how this was a celebration, it wasn't a battle. And, you know, I get that, I get the Kumbaya thing, but, you know, for the fan or for the stands out there, as they call it, we want to see a battle. We want to see who got those hits, right? So if I had to pick who won that battle last night, I would have to give it to SWV, because I felt like their presentation they kind of stayed in that SWV pocket. They wasn't doing too much solo things. Um, they stayed in their group dynamic. Uh, like I said, they looked great. They sounded great. And, you know, they're pulling out those classics that you forgot about. Cause you know, when, when you have a legendary catalog, most people get caught up in the, the popular songs. So they, they played those popular songs, but they also went in with the classics that people forgot about. Like they had a song with Jay-Z that I totally forgot about. Songs with Diddy. Um, they did a cover of a Patti LaBelle classic song. Like they were just going in, going in the joints. And uh, Escape, they did a great job. I feel like they had some songs that people forgot about that were legendary. But I felt like um, Candy was kind of trying to steal the show. It was kind of weird to watch her just kind of, um, how can I say, like she was just giving herself way too much credit instead of just enjoying that moment of, you know, girl power. You know, I'm a big fan of girl power when it's done correctly, man. It's a beautiful thing to watch. But I feel like she kept stepping out of the escape lane and making it about Candy. And that was a little annoying for me. Um, let me see what else. Oh, uh, they brought out Jermaine Dupree. They brought out the Brad. Like they were just doing way too much on their end. Although the songs were great to hear, and we used to get how legendary some of these songs were. But I want to see girl group versus girl group. Leave all of the extra shenanigans out of that. So I give that victory to SWV for the versus battle. Okay. All right. So move moving on. Uh, I want to keep it Mother's Day because today is Mother's Day. And like I said, shout out to all the mothers across the world that's listening right now and the future mothers out there. Shout out to you as well. Um, what I like to do when I do a podcast, I like to do a little research, do a little historical context, give the conversation some real substance and some real meaning. So I can remember I used to have these debates with female friends of mine about how Mother's Day just gets all this hoopla versus that of Mother's Day. And I did a Father's Day episode on the podcast when I first started out last year and gave the historical context of Father's Day. And I'm gonna do the same thing for Mother's Day. 
all right so i found this little write-up from history.com and it talks about the history of mother's day right because now a days mother's days flowers and giving gifts and going to brunches and taking pictures on social media and doing all these things which is cool and i love to see people celebrating mothers and their mothers and those that are mothers i love to see all of that stuff but i don't like to get into the commercialism of a holiday so i'm i'm just more low-key when it comes to that but let's talk about the history of mother's day so this is from history.com it says once a major tradition in the United Kingdom and parts of Europe. This celebration fell on the fourth Sunday in Lent and was originally seen as a time when the faithful would return to their mother church, the main church in the vicinity of their home for a special service. The official Mother's Day holiday arose in the 1900s as a result of the efforts of Anna Jarvis, daughter of Anne Reeves Jarvis, following her mother's 1905 death. Anna Jarvis conceived of Mother's Day as a way of honoring the sacrifices mothers made for their children. Over time, the Mothering Sunday tradition shifted into a more secular holiday, and the children would present their mothers with flowers and other tokens of appreciation. This custom eventually faded into popularity before merging with the American Mother's Day in the 1930s and 1940s. Right? So, like I said, Mother's Day is definitely needed. Um, Shout out to all the mothers across the world, man, because, uh, you know, mothers do a lot, man. The ladies, they they play a big role in this thing we call life. So they definitely deserve their recognition. I'm just not a fan of the uh, commercialism and all that other stuff. I'm not a fan of that. But the genuine acknowledgement and, uh, you know, appreciation of the mothers that put the work in, uh, I definitely salute them all across the world. Okay, so like I said, the Billy G experience, um, this version of the podcast will be more catering towards the fellas, right? So I'm doing research for the episode. I'm trying to figure out what exactly I wanted to touch on. And I stumbled on this great article, all right? And this article is from askmen.com. And it talks about um, how the relationship between uh, a, a man and his woman um what it tells you about the man right now me billy g williams um i am a big 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 mama's boy i love the heck out of my mother i miss her every day i miss our mother-son dates i miss our mother-son conversations in particular talking about women she used to get a kick out of hand we're talking about women uh you know and the relationship i had with my mom it definitely shaped me into the person that i am now but uh uh, there's a lot of stereotypes out there about the relationship between a mother and her son, right? So this article, I thought, kind of hit it on the head, brought light a, uh, a couple of things, brought light to a few things. I just want to share it with you guys, okay? So it says, uh, what a man's relationship with his mother tells you, right? And this is from askmen.com. So I got four speaking points and I'll touch on all four of those speaking points. So it said how a man's relationship with his mother impacts his personality. And I started thinking about that. I said, you know what? 
I, I often quote my mother a lot because she, she played a vital role in my life. And like I said, I'm a mama's boy. I had that close relationship with my mom, but it wasn't one of those codependent relationships, but it was definitely a strong relationship. And we had our battles, man. We used to bump heads all the time. She would curse me out. Um, some days I wasn't feeling her. I didn't want to be bothered with her. You know, we went through our ups and downs, but at the end of the day, it was a very loving relationship. I wouldn't call it toxic at all. But um, those uh, experiences I had with my mom, it definitely shaped my personality. So let's get into what this article is talking about. It says, it is crucial for men to have the proper balance of connection and nurturing from their mothers, as well as promotion of independence and separation. Uh, it is this inter integrated mix which allows men to feel comfortable being close and intimate with women at the same time that they don't feel possessed or engulfed by them. In addition, it enables them to take in the best of the mother archetype, which is life itself, and steer clear of its toxic overreach. Now, there's a term out there that I am not a fan of, and I give pushback anytime that I hear someone use it, and the term is toxic masculinity. Okay. Um, my first time hearing that uh, term was through um, actor Terry Crews kind of uh, talking about the Me Too movement and all that stuff and this toxic behavior of men and so on and so forth. And I just don't believe it's, it, it's actually a real thing. I think it's just a made up thing to kind of shift the narrative, but I'm just not a fan of it. But um, there's a lot of single mothers out there raising men. And I often hear mothers say all the time, I can't teach my son how to be a man, right? And I feel like when a mother comes to that point in her relationship with her son, that's the mother kind of, uh, admitting that yes i need the presence of a male in the home a male figure now i was fortunate enough you know my mother was a single mother my daddy wasn't really around but i had a lot of uh good uh male figures around me that kind of gave me that so i didn't feel like i missed out on much but um the whole toxic masculinity thing if i'm really going to entertain it i feel like a big part of it comes from that relationship with mother and son with no positive male figure around it can leave um uh cracks to the to the door for some of that toxic toxicity i can't even pronounce the word some of that tox i can't even pronounce the word but you know that kind of toxic stuff to creep in on the young person and maybe you know have a negative impact on them as they grow older and mature as a man okay and our second speaker point it talks about how a relationship with your mother impacts how a man treats women. Now, this is one of those uh, speaker points that a lot of women use to kind of assess men um, when they're kind of going through that courting phase and that dating phase, okay? And it says here, the relationships with parents are incredibly influential on people, especially when it comes to dating and intimate relationships, okay? Attachment theory tells us that our ways of relating to others is greatly informed by our attachments early in life, particularly with primary caregivers, often mothers. However, it is important not to confuse a man's mother impacting his relationships with women as proof that he'll model his relationships with women after his relationship with his mother. Okay. Now, I thought that was uh, really dope the way how they broke that down. Um, definitely, um, the relationship between a man and his one, uh, a man and his mother, is a very, very important and vital 
relationship in terms of how he will treat women in the future, but it isn't the end all be all. It's definitely not that. Um, I've met plenty of men that have no relationship with their mom, raised by a single dad, and have the utmost respect for women and treat women like the queens that they are. But then at the same time, I've met men that have um, a mother in their life, toxic relationship, and they still treat women with respect. And I've also met men that uh, have a bad relationship with their mom and treat women, women with respect and vice versa. So I don't feel like there's one way to kind of figure out how, you know, a man will treat you versus just the actual experience, right? The only real way to find out how that's going to happen is having the actual experience. But definitely um, having that relationship with your mom is definitely, you know, kind of a sneak peek, but it isn't the end of the end all be all. So I wouldn't put all my eggs in that one basket to basically what I'm saying. That's a little nugget for for the ladies, but also for the fellas. Uh, you know, if you kind of disrespect the ladies in your life, like your sisters, your moms, your aunties, uh, female friends, if you don't have no respect for them, then most likely, most likely, um, you know, it'll 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 raise ugly head in some way, shape, or form is basically what I'm trying to say with that. Okay? So let's go down to speaker point number three. It talks about uh, when a man has a bad relationship with his mom. So like I said with the, with the previous point, it isn't one way to tell. There's multiple things you have to look at, multiple relationships that the man has with different women in his life, not just his mom. But you would think that that would be the one that would tell you everything. But, you know, as we've learned, over time as a people it's not just one way to skin a cat okay so it talks about when a man has a bad relationship with his mother it says in some cases where a mother and son don't get along the mother can be equally if not more so at fault by placing barriers between them or being open about his frustrations rather than swallowing them the man might be approaching that relationship in a mature way that demonstrates his ability to handle difficult situations in the context of a relationship rather than just pretending everything's fine there's also the point that what appears on the surface to be good loving mother-son relationship might actually be one of a codependency with a man who relies on his mother's support advice and help Right. So um, I'm big on communication. Like I'm a big communicator guy, Like just having open and honest and transparent conversation, no matter who you're talking to. Right. But some people struggle with being vulnerable and just kind of letting things out. I think I've gotten pretty good at getting people to open up to me. You know, it's the kind of the line of work that I do, but um, it's something I've always been good at. Right. So uh, with all that being said, um, even when me and my mom used to go at it, right, it never got to a point where I felt comfortable disrespecting my mom, although she was cursing me out and calling me every name of the son. Right. Uh, I acknowledge that she's the one that, that played a part in bringing me in this world and she deserved a certain amount of respect. So I'm not going to cross that line. Um, also, in my relationships with women, period. Um, I'm not comfortable just disrespecting women just outright. Now, what I was taught by my mother was that if um, kind of that old uh, uh, concept of an eye for an eye. So if someone can be disrespectful, they can get 
they can get disrespect. I'm not gonna say I haven't done that in my life, but it's not something that I'm that I'm like big on. But it has to be someone that really takes me there, right? So even when my mom took took me there, I never got to the point where I was comfortable with disrespecting my mother. It just it just never happened. I never even really drank in front of my mother like alcohol. Like I just didn't didn't do it. I just feel like in certain lines you just don't cross. But then at the same time, um, like what it says in the article, I'm not gonna say me and my mom had a codependent relationship, but we definitely had a close relationship. We definitely were closely bonded. And I remember when I first moved out, uh, I, I called on the first night on how to cook something, uh, just like, you know, bachelor, you know, be living on your own stuff. Um, I did value her opinion on women. I, I definitely wanted my mother's approval on women, but her approval wasn't the end all be all, but I definitely valued her approval on women. Um, I felt like we had a healthy relationship and my advice to the to the fellas is that um you know boundaries are key communication is key when it comes to um dealing with your mom and your significant other but also um communication and just never be cool with the with the disrespect right just just be a gentleman at all times and respect the ladies all right so we get down to our last point and we're gonna wind down this episode as well. Uh, the last point talks about meeting a man's mother for the first time, right? This is always weird because um, I didn't learn this till I got a lot older, but um, your mother is gonna always look at you as her baby. And this was something me and my mom struggled with for a long time when I was trying to get my little independence and show that I was this big man she would always refer to me as her baby because I am my mother's youngest child. And it used to embarrass me all the time, especially in front of women. They used to embarrass me all the time because I'm trying to prove that I'm like this guy and this grown man. And my mom would like pinch my cheeks and call me baby and all of this stuff. But as time went along, I actually uh, learned to appreciate that, that my mother was so happy to uh, present me as her son versus me just being on my own bullshit. So uh, it worked out in the long run, but it was cool though. So it says here, meeting a man's mother for the first time. If you're bringing a female partner to meet your mom for the first time, she might be, if not on high alert, then at least sensitive to the vibe between the two of you. Meanwhile, your mother too might be looking at your new partner closely, studying your interactions with them and how they come across to you if you're right for each other. The relationship you have with your mother and or what she represents in your life might be wholly positive, completely negative, or more likely some complex combination thereof. That might be something that draws romantic partners to you, pushes them away, or doesn't have any real impact. So I'll tell you this last little bit, and then I'll let you guys go. And just thank everyone for tuning in to the first episode of our Friends of Benefits podcast uh, presents the Billy G Experience, the extension of my relationship podcast. Um, I remember back in the day, uh, this was way before cell phones. We had house phones. And I had my own personal house phone. So, of course, you know, I'm meeting females at the time. I'm a young guy. And I'm like, yeah, take my number, blah, blah, blah. And I, when I was home, I could be in my room, close the door, and get my Mac on with the ladies. Now, my mom, she had a bad habit of, like, barging in my room. 
and I was on the phone with a female, and coincidentally, we was just having a conversation about Mama's Boy. She was like, I hope you're not a Mama's Boy. That's not my thing. You know, my kid's father, he was a Mama's Boy, and me and his mother used to go at it all the time. It was just like a, like a weird coincidence. So my mom comes in and barges in the room, and I, I don't even remember what the conversation was about, but she was pissed off at me about something. And she kind of cursed me out. I'm like, your mom, I'm on the phone. And she was like, y'all don't give a fuck about no phone. I don't give a fuck about no bitch you talking to. Like, she just cursed me out. So I told the young lady to hold on and let me deal with my mom's real quick. So we went back and forth for about a minute or two. I get back to the phone. <laughs> that young lady checked out real quick. She was like, nah, I'm good. I'm good on that. So I thought that was so funny. It was one of those weird coincidences but it was like funny as hell at the same time and my mother like cursed me out and i literally don't even remember what that conversation was about but she like really cursed me i thought it was so funny but um meeting uh a man's mother for the first time um anytime i've introduced women to my mother it was always awkward because like i said my mother still looked at me as a kid she looked at me as a man that was desired by other women so it was always awkward but um i think old school way of looking at it meeting a guy's mother was kind of like a deal sealer that you were the main woman but i think now like it doesn't really matter if you meet a man's mother or not it doesn't really matter it's just a chance meeting you're meeting a guy's mother uh but for some people it's still like a like a big deal like oh you're meeting my mother for the first time but um don't just base your judgment on that man uh, off of that first interaction is basically what I'm really trying to say. All right. Uh, let me see. Follow uh, me on social media. Uh, my Facebook is uh, Billy G. Williams. That's B-I-L-L-I-E G. Williams. My Instagram is uh, FWPPC, all things relationship. My Twitter is uh, friends with Ben too. Uh, you can find me on social media. Definitely hit me up, follow, support. Salute to Billy G. And um, I think that's it for this first one. This was this was definitely fun. Hopefully uh, you get something from this. You got something from it. Hopefully you enjoy. It. I didn't talk your head off too much. Um, I'll uh, do my one year anniversary of podcasting on. The 26th will make a year that I've been a podcaster, and I'll uh, do my second episode of the Billy G Experience then, and we'll keep pumping these things out. Um, also, uh, we will bring back the Relationship Podcast sometime this summer. I'm not sure yet. I haven't decided on a date yet, but we'll bring it back sometime this summer. Um, and we'll go from there. Um, oh, yes, I forgot one more thing. My YouTube channel, same name, FWB. PC, all things relationship, and I will uh, upload this episode also on there. It won't be like an actual video seeing my face, but it will be um, available there as well. And um, this podcast also is playing on uh, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, uh, Spotify, and on most streaming platforms. All right. So let me fade this one out. Um, shout out to my co host from uh, Friends and Benefits Podcast, uh, Side Peach Fresh and Lena B. And our former co-hosts, uh, Tony P and uh, Auntie Nani. Shout out to all of the people that played a role in helping me build these platforms. All right, so I'm tuned. So I'm feeding this one out. See you next time. Peace out from Billy G.
Peace.